This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days, unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. We have some internal polling, um, and so this is not this is not from this is from the campaign. Internal polling. We'll show you what they're looking at today and how close it really might be if their internal polling is correct. Um, we'll we'll give you that here in a second and see if we can find a pathway to victory for Donald Trump. There are some upsets that possibly could happen. Also, the latest from Russia. NATO has just moved 300,000 troops to what is being said in preparation for war against Russia. Is that even possible? We go there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Wanted to get our military intelligence, uh, former military intelligence officer and uh, one of our head researchers and writers for uh, uh, the Glenn Beck Program uh, for television is uh, Jason Batrill. Jason, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, You and I have been watching Russia for a while now. I don't, and we've been watching this um, Euro, neo-Eurasian uh, movement with uh, Dugan and how it is infiltrated here in the United States, and nobody's really paying attention to it. That is the, uh, to me, that is the goal for the next two years uh, for us to be able to explain this to the American people, because I think Mitt Romney was right. Our biggest geopolitical foe is Russia. There is news now that is coming out, and I wanted to hear your opinion on it, that NATO just moved 300,000 troops uh, to prepare, as it's being said in this article, prepare for war with Russia. I can't figure out what's going on. Are we really, is this 1916 all over again when the politicians are saying, no, there's nothing like that, and then the next year we're in war? It's interesting that you pick out that date, because if I had to compare any time in history for especially Europe, it would be... World War One, right around World War One. Yeah, me I mean, too. borders all over the globe, really, from right. the Middle East to Europe. They're all starting, or they're trying to, very desperately, to reset Sykes Pico. They're wars. going back to the days of Sykes Pico, which is World War One. Exactly right. And the ethnic groups that we're in with, within uh, all of Greater Europe, with Eastern Europe, Western Europe, they're all starting to kind of like coalesce and come together in their general ethnic, basically history. You know where they come from. Um, this three hundred thousand troop movement. Um, I think it's more in, and I haven't, I haven't seen Russian uh, antagonism, aggression, and uh, activity like this, I don't think, ever. And I'm not even going to count the Cold War because they're doing things now that they wouldn't even attempt in the Cold War. Well, we were stronger. 
we were stronger. We, we, and we wouldn't have stood up to this, like, you know, ru- you know Russians uh, using hackers to, like, penetrate our state voter systems, which happened, which Comey came out and said back in, I think, September, that that actually happened. We wouldn't have stood for that. Um, that was an unwritten rule, and they wouldn't even have tried that. Um, but what's going on in Europe now, I, I, you look, I think, about two weeks ago, um, we saw that some of that neo-Eurasianism uh, was fully at work in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually, and you've reported on it before, that they were supporting a, uh, a far-right fascist group um, with the sole uh, goal of not just putting out propaganda, but going to that next stage and actually doing attacks. If there is any hacking that is happening on this, it would be in favor of Donald Trump if it's coming from outside the country, would it not? It would be in favor of Donald Trump, yes. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't, when it boils down to it, I don't think that Putin really cares uh, who is president. I don't think he really cares if it's Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I think that he's going to have problems of his own internally, regardless. But I think his main goal is to ma- basically discredit us to the world. Um, well, we, he, we, we didn't need a lot of his help. Well, that's our specialty. Yeah, right. That's our lane. <laughs> um, but uh, the hacking is, 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 is something I want to get to in a second. Um, but Russia is not taking a step back. They, they also uh, were implicated in, uh, in uh, I think it was uh, Moldova recently. Mm-hmm. They were uh, linked to an actual attempt on an assassination of the prime minister there. Um, so NATO is freaked out. That is a NATO country. NATO is sending a message. You know, back in the 50s, when we first came up with the, uh, with the containment you know, strategy, uh, the, the U.S. Uh, diplomat in Russia said, look, he wrote something very uh, famous. Uh, his name is George Kennan, and he wrote the long telegram. And he said, look, there's a very easy way to stand up to Russia. You actually have to stand up. You stand up, you show considerable force, and they will back down. But they, the only, they only respond to strength. That's the only thing they respond to. So you've got to get serious. We've got to put up a significant force. And they'll back down and do their own thing. That's exactly what I hope they're doing now. Now, I, th- Well, it, did, it, took us, it took us losing Hungary and a lot that ended up behind the Iron Curtain before we did that. Right. And it looks like we're going down the same exact same path. Now, I don't, we are. And I don't think that a major war is coming, but there's a caveat to that. Now, geopoliticians will look at this and say, look, the trends say that, look, we're, we're basically we're entering into a Cold War type stage. But there's always the, you know, the, the chance of someone doing something crazy. Now, I've never seen it more unstable uh, besides uh, World War One, World War Two area where Europe has been so unstable. Russia is so unstable. Um, Russia internally is going through massive problems, massive. Their economy is tanking. They've been in a recession for I mean, they, they haven't got out of it since 2008. They're still in a recession. Oil is not going up. In fact, it's probably going down. How are they affording the, they've, they've um, renuked. I mean, they've updated their entire arsenal or a good portion of it where we have not. Or is that propaganda? That's propaganda. Really? They are attempting to modernize their military. They're attempting it. A lot of their airstrikes, which they've been testing in Syria, a lot of those were people on the ground were saying, look, we thought they were dropping dumb bombs, not actually smart weapons, because most of them weren't even hitting their targets. Um, a lot of times when they hit a hospital, a lot of times they didn't even mean to hit the hospital. It's just their weapons aren't. Boy, how, how crazy is that? I didn't even know they hit a hospital. We hit a hospital and everybody knows about it. If Russia hits a hospital. I didn't. I've never even heard that. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the reports coming out of, of, of Aleppo are just horrific. That's well, I know that. No, no, no. I know that. But you're not seeing... You're not seeing the spin that you would see if that was an American 
warplane. Oh, the only spin, the only thing you're actually hearing now is Russian propaganda. They're saying that, and the entire world is echoing this, Donald Trump and his advisors are echoing this, that we're advising and assisting ISIS. That's directly from the Kremlin playbook. And, and the, uh, the Trump administration is actually just echoing what they're, what they're, you know, the crap that they're spitting out. Um, when you see, as a former military intelligence guy, when you see the front page of the Drudge Report with four or five stories today about stolen election, rigged machines, et cetera, et cetera, what do you think? Because you just said, our own FBI said, there is hacking. We're getting set up for something that I am actually very scared about, and I've been watching. Uh, I really started looking into it in August. Um, in August, there was a, uh, a hack that came out from a, a group that we had never heard of called the Shadow Brokers. And uh, Shadow Brokers, do you remember this back in August? Uh, they came out and said that they hacked the elite uh, equation group of the NSA. And basically, their job is to write malware to attack foreign governments. And they said they hacked it, and we have all this source code, and we're auctioning it off via Bitcoin, auctioning it off to the highest bidder. People looked at it and said, okay, some of this is legit. Um, we're not sure how they got it, but yeah, some of this is legit. Um, really, probably on cue, Snowden came right back and said, now this is very interesting. I do think this came from the Russians, which that picked up a bunch of our ears, because why would you know, Snowden be commenting on the Russians? But I want to I read this. This is exactly what he said. This is through tweets. He said, this is likely, likely a warning that someone can prove U.S. responsibility for any attacks that originated from this malware server. And he summarized it and said, somebody is sending a message that an escalation in the at- attribution game could get messy fast, particularly if any of those operations targeted elections. Now, I heard that and I was like, oh, my gosh. So let's say what, pretty much what I think Trump loses tonight. Instantly, when he comes out with the rhetoric he's been saying that it's been rigged, it was stolen, it was rigged, I'm almost guaranteeing you that via WikiLeaks, they're going to drop some of this source code, and it's going to be the exact same source code that they're going to blame on the NSA and other Western intelligence agencies that say, look, they were the ones that were attacking their own state election systems. They're the ones that did this. They rigged it against you. Now, I think that's probably going to cause a lot of problems in the United States, but it's also going to pro- cause a lot of problems throughout the world as far as, you know, are we the leaders of the free world? We're, you know, we're, we're just as guilty as Putin is basically back in 2011 when Hillary Clinton called him out. That's the thing that I'm most worried, most worried about. Mm-hmm. Do you see as a, as a guy who watches the globe, do you see, and I don't want to know who it is, but do you see one of these candidates, any of these candidates better than the others? <sighs> Trump and Hillary? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Hillary is a, uh, she's an interventionist. Um, she's going to go in and, <laughs> and do things that, you know, goes towards this globalist agenda. Uh, I think she'll continue on along those lines. I think Trump would be, I think that's bad. But I think Trump is just as bad because I don't think that he'll react with a measured tone as, as he should in some of these areas. Um, man. Uh, and you don't think that Putin wants one or the other? Um, I think Putin has his own problems. I think he's got one objective that he's actually worried about, and that's Ukraine. Um, everybody should be focusing on Ukraine right now. Syria is a smokescreen. Syria is um, it's definitely something that Iran wants to get done. Um, Russia doesn't really have a big dog in that fight. Um, but it's something they're using to, as part of their campaign to discredit us throughout the globe. But what you really should be looking at is Ukraine. Um, Whoever, Clinton versus Trump, whoever has the small, the, 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 you know, the weakest or the softest rhetoric on Ukraine, that's probably what Putin wants. At the moment, that is Trump. 
Um, at the end of the day, I don't think that we'll push too hard on Ukraine and Putin will end up getting his way. But Putin is, Russia is, is generally weak. They're so active right now, not from a position of strength, but from a position of weakness. They have, they have severe problems right now with internal instability. And it's only going to get worse. Now, that's, that's really bad for the European continent as if, a whole. If you were, because I know we did this at the end when the wall fell down. We had people like you in Russia doing all kinds of things. Um, if you were Russian, what are you trying to get us to do tomorrow and the weeks ahead as people? As people, uh, I w- I'm trying to get Americans to to lose faith in their government, basically. I want them to lose faith in their government. I want them to think that what they've been doing for the past 50 years is not working, and I want you to go back into your hole and do what you did pre-World War II and just stay out of it. That gives them the time to reclaim some of their lost glory, to reclaim what they've lost, and to re-step back into that, you know, World War I, you know, era, that czar area of, you know, territory that they controlled. That's what I want. And again, and that's pretty much what we're seeing, you know, through their propaganda, through their... But also, part of it is right. I mean, we should not be everywhere. We're not the world's policemen. That's caused a lot of this problem. Is it not? It's, it's like Spico. <laughs> it's true, and it's something that I, I look at. It, it, it's, it's not an easy answer, because if we're not doing it, who is doing it? You know, I, I, I look at it, and I don't want to be that guy. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be that country that does this. But look what happens when we step out of Iraq. You know, who takes control? We're basically saying if we step out of Syria, right, if we step out of Iraq, you enable Iran. We've already enabled them. Obama did with the nuclear agreement, and he's doing it now. He's basically assisting. If we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. How about a concept like, I don't know, we don't go in the first place. Yeah. If we wouldn't have gone in in the first place, if we would have gone in in 2001 and just got Osama bin Laden, just Afghanistan, not Taliban, not all that stuff. Just Osama bin Laden. Just get the, uh, the, uh, the Al-Qaeda people. It's too late. And then move on. Uh, you, I know it's too late now, but it's not too late for the rest of the world. It's exactly right. Iraq, the whole purpose of Iraq was to fight Iran. Our foreign policy yes, on Iran, their whole purpose of Iran was to fight Iraq. Mm-hmm. And we stepped back. Right. Now, that was good. You know, we, we had it set up perfectly. Now, the problem is they don't know who to enable to fight each other over there. Obama's administration was, well, let's, let's prop up uh, Iran because we have a problem with Sunni jihadists. So let's enable this nation state that hates us, that chants death to America. Let's enable them, prop them up, and let them fight the Sunnis. Now we have a major problem, though, because they are basically sweeping all the way across the Middle East right now, taking you know, full control. Of course, That's okay. Obama's legacy there right now. All right. Jason, thank you so much. Are you going to be around for the election tonight? I am. Okay, good. Uh, election coverage starts tonight at 6 p.m., uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Blaze TV. Join us online or on uh, a uh, television channel if you, have, if you happen to have the uh, Blaze on your cable network. Now this, American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. If you have fallen into debt, it happens. Um, it happens to the best of us. Uh, I mean, it has happened to me more than once, and... There are times that you'll just get behind the eight ball and you will just not know what to do and you will just close yourself up. And especially if you've taken and thought, okay, I'm just going to take out a credit card. I'm just going to pay this bill with a credit card. And then the credit cards get out of control. It's best not to ignore it. Right now, American financing can help you consolidate your high interest debt into one manageable monthly payment. 
Interest rates are at all-time lows, and it's a great time to refinance right now and consolidate your debts. And by lowering your interest rate, you could actually save as much as $500 to $1,000 every single month. American financing mortgage consultants are salary-based, so they specialize in solutions. They're not, trying to, they're not trying to sell you into some bank instrument that the bank wants to sell. If you want to buy a home or you want to refinance your home or you want to take advantage of the low interest rates, don't wait. Do it right now. 866-750-6551 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 866-750-6551. It's America's home for home loans. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck program. So, Pat has. Some good news. Pat got up today. He came in and he said, I am more optimistic than ever than I have been in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And that's surprising today. Yeah, I've been thinking this week about, uh, about, you know, Obama's reign of terror is about to come to an end. (laughs) And I thought, and we survived it. I mean, is the nation worse off because he was president? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Nation was worse off because look at the damage that George Bush did with the Patriot Act. Right, right. But we lost even more freedoms under Obama. Yes, we did. And the country's more divided under Obama. Yes. And we have race relations that we haven't seen since the 1960s 60s under Obama. So a lot of things are worse, and we all thought it would get worse. But we thought we might not even make it to 2016 as a nation. How many people? And we did. How many people seriously said we wouldn't make it to Election Day? Because he would never, he would suspend elections. No, uh, I mean. I heard that all the time. I've heard that up to about three months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, it's easy. Now it's apparent we're voting today. Yes. There's an election today. Now it'll be rigged and stolen, Pat. uh, Well, you know, we'll hear that. However, 
as bad as I think these two candidates are, I think I've learned from the Obama situation now. And we'll survive them, too. We'll survive, whoever it is. Somehow, we'll live through it. It's kind of like I said over the summer, that I am not concerned. uh, We have put the gate around the Constitution, and we have all been focused on the Constitution, Mm -hmm. where the Constitution is supposed to be the gate or the fence around the American idea. And I'm more concerned that we're losing the American idea than I am even the Constitution. We're losing touch with one another. As long as we have each other, we're going to be able to make it. As long as we don't lose our goodness, that's what made us great. No president made us great. No policy made us great. No policy or president made us bad. It was losing our goodness. FDR did not make us a bad country um, by putting the policy in of scooping up all the Japanese in World War II. It was the fact that we lost, through fear, our own decency and goodness. That's what changes us. And that's what's at stake. That's what's really at stake. And that's what's really at stake tomorrow. Do we take another step down this path? Because here's what happened. In my opinion, 2000, Gore versus Bush, it really kind of started when, you know, stolen or uh, selected, not elected. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with Bush, you know, was in on the 9-11 conspiracy. And then he, you know, he uh, bombed the, the levees in New Orleans, all that crazy stuff. Then we just upped it under Obama. And now it's going to be upped again. So are we going to learn from the lessons? Because we both sides have done it now. Can we learn from those lessons and say, okay, enough, enough, enough. Truce. Let's start fresh. Can we do it? Answer tomorrow. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. beck Let's go to uh, John in California. Hey, John, how are things feeling in California today? Oh, well, it's California. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, the only yeah, people I hear that good. the only people that I hear that don't sound like this in California are living in San Diego. Right. <laughs> you can they'll ignore say, things down there. Yeah, they're like, it's San Diego, man. I mean, yes, it's California, but it's San Diego. Right. <laughs> Where in California um, do you live, John? Uh, Central Valley, near Modesto. Okay. okay. So right uh, what's on your mind? So uh, I've been thinking, I'm a long time listening. I've been listening to you for about four years. Uh, really love the change that's gone on in you guys and love Pat and Sue. Even listen to Jeffy on the weekend. But, I, may uh, I ask a question? May I ask a question? Oh, what is the change that's happening with us? 
Well, it's just, you know, when I first started listening to you guys, it was right around the time that the last election was going on. And, we and I feel like there was, what was that? <laughs> we wanted to hang ourselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just been, uh, you know, changing in a different direction, trying to move more towards, you know, helping each other and, and not just being at each other's throats. And that's yeah. been hard this election. But, uh, you know, I, I'm the guy on Facebook. I was a Ted Cruz supporter, and, and I'm the guy on Facebook watching all my friends, you know, on the Trump train, and, and they're with her, and I'm like, I don't understand any of these people. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, so one of the things I wanted to, to mention to you is um, I was talking to my wife, and, you know, we're pretty sure that Hillary's going to win, have been the whole time. Uh, but one thing that I think we could kind of look forward to at least in the world when she's president, I think she's going to have something to prove, you know, as the first woman president, I think she's going to be very corrupt. There's going to be a lot of things and we'll be going through a lot of bad times in the next four years. But, uh, I think she's going to have a chip on her shoulder. You know, I think she's going to be, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, trying to find a way to prove herself in the, you know, the eyes of the world. I don't think she's going to be doing any apology towards at least, but, uh, I think that she's no. going to try to prove herself, uh, and it will be sad because it'll probably be her husband that will do it, uh, prove herself by getting right. universal yeah. health care. Um, you know, that's, yeah. how she'll, that's how she'll do it. She'll do single-payer universal health care. That'll be her big, um, her, oh, her big advancement. And because, you know, we know this, Bill, Bill Clinton was the first one on the left that said, this isn't working and this has got to change. So they, you know already he set the table. That's going to be their number one agenda. So, right, I'm sure it will be. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate your phone call. And God bless you in California. Stay safe. Uh, Stu, you want to give us one more look at the... Uh, I know they're, they're making all new maps for us tonight and everything. We have our coverage beginning at 7 o'clock Eastern. We are going to be looking at some of... As we go on, we're going to be looking at some of the... Um, uh, the the funnier or the crazier moments of this con- uh, of this election because this election has been crazy from the beginning. And so we're looking for you on the feed. I know Jeffy is asking people on the feed. Uh, you probably tweet them to uh, Stu Show. Is that right? Stu Show? My, uh, oh, can you tweet? At World of Stew. At World of Stew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can uh, uh, tweet at World of Stew for the craziest moments that you would like us to cover tonight and, uh, and play clips from as we watch this thing unfold. I'm going to be on with uh, NBC tonight and Tom Brokaw at, on NBC, not MSNBC, but NBC tonight at uh, 10 something or other. I, I begin uh, with them, but I'm also going to be covering it here on The Blaze, and it's going to be radically different coverage uh, here. But Stu is going to be looking at all of the uh, exit polling and everything else, uh, as he does for us every year. And he was very, very right last year he was the only one in this on this show we called him the little black rain cloud (laughs) he was the only one on this show that got it right we wanted so desperately to believe yeah i mean it's you know it's it's a weird situation and and there's some if you if you are a trump fan you can look at some positives as opposed to what happened to romney because romney was very close closer than trump in the national polls um but the idea that uh Hillary could actually lose with uh, in a close election is possible still. Uh, if you go through the, um, the, someone went through and put the uh, all the real clear politics averages into a, an electoral map, and it was like one state away. 
272 to 266 or something wow. Hillary. It, so it could be that close. I mean, there are states where Trump is winning by 0.2% that he's getting credit for in there. Of course, that's the way the system works. So he would get credit for those, yeah, but yeah. they're just very unsure. Um, you know, uh, it right. depends on who shows up today. It really does. Um, you know, there's a there's a one of the arguments for for Trump is basically we've seen a story of two different groups. Hispanic voters, very activated, going out to vote in record numbers. Black voters, not as excited about this one. They were excited about Barack Obama, not as excited here. So their vote has fallen off a little bit. The issue with that is Hispanic voters are very, about half of Hispanic voters are, are located in two states. And neither of those two states are swing states, it's, at least usually. California and Texas. So the fact that they're very active may not do anything for either of them. And that's half of the population, roughly. Um, so that's a big deal. However, a couple of states, something like Nevada, could r- really easily be swung. We talked about some of the uh, the early voting data there. And it's not promising if you are uh, a Trump supporter in um, in Nevada. In- let me, let, could, I, could I give you first what I heard mm-hmm. today from internal polling? Put it up on the board and show me. Uh, let's give North Carolina, they say it's too close to call in internal polling, Let's give North Carolina to Trump. Okay. Let's give, uh, let's give uh, uh, Maine to uh, Trump. Okay. That's Maine, by the way, just the one district. Yeah, one district. Let's Maine give too. Florida to Clinton. Florida, Clinton. Ohio to Trump. Okay. Uh, Nevada, I don't have any information on, so I'm going to give it to Clinton. And let's give Michigan to Trump out of the Clinton pile. Wow, <laughs> that's an interesting map. What uh, happens? Uh, well, let's see. You'd have the only thing we really changed here is Michigan and Florida. Michigan, yeah, so Florida went that. Yeah, uh, I mean, problem is you're gonna so you're gaining 29 uh, for Hillary. Let me you're give pulling New out Hampshire 16, too. and you're pulling out. You're only losing 17. That would be worse for. Let me give New Hampshire too to Trump. Again, I don't think that gets you there because New Hampshire's only four electoral votes. So you're. Yeah, I mean, that's over being 20. as generous. Okay, now give Florida. Yeah, if he gets Florida with this, he definitely wins. He definitely wins. The issue here, you, he cannot lose Florida. He cannot, to me, he can't lose, realistically, he cannot lose Florida or North Carolina. Either one of those states, he loses, it's over. Because but Ohio? He, Ohio, he, I'm kind of counting that for him. Okay. While it's still pretty much uh, technically a swing state, They're counting he can't get anywhere near Trump people winning without Ohio. And he's actually winning the polls there. So I expect him to win Ohio tonight, which is usually the biggest swing state. Ohio and Florida bounces back and forth. Um, North Carolina is not usually the biggest swing state, um, but it does seem to be this time. And North Carolina, I think the early voting actually looks fairly good for him. Yeah. You can't predict states by early voting, but They're you can get a sense. But I mean, like, today, today, as of this morning, the Republicans are counting on North Carolina. They're counting on a, uh, a win for the Senate uh, that will be the last Senate seat that will put them in charge of the Senate. They are not counting on Florida. Uh, they are counting on Michigan. I, when I say counting, I should say they, they think that it's in play and they could win it. Um, Maine, Ohio, they are counting on. Michigan, they believe they could win today. New Hampshire, they believe they're going to win. Uh, so it's only Florida that they think they're not going to win. And Nevada looks horrible, doesn't it? Nevada looks really bad. I mean, to give you a sense on Nevada, the early vote, the Democrats led by a large margin. Going into Election Day, I, all the assumptions that are pretty rational and probably pretty favorable for Trump, if you take favorable assumptions, he needs to win today by about 10 points. Now, that is, uh, 
you know, Romney lost on Election Day in Nevada last time. Um, Trump does not have the ground game that Hillary has. This is type of town. And we, we talked about this yesterday in that in a way, Nevada has turned into one of the sort of like the new Michigan and that like it's all it's all unions there now. The Reed machine in Nevada is still very powerful. And they think that they've been able to to put that one away. Uh, if you do that, it gets very difficult because then you're looking at picking off, you know, what, one of the, probably the easiest map for him to get there was to win Nevada and then also win New Hampshire out of our leaning Democrat column. Um, because New Hampshire, he's actually, actually had some really good polls. New Hampshire is difficult to poll. It's, not an, it's, it's, it's a very you know, crazy sort of state with polling. Um, and, you know, maybe he's, he'd be able to pull that one out. There's a good Senate race there. So you'd think a lot of Republicans would be activated to get out for that as well, even if they're not maybe huge Trump, Trump fans. So if he could pull that out and then get Maine's second district, he can get right to 270. But without Nevada, that's not possible, um, you know, assuming he doesn't pick off some other more unlikely state. So right now, I mean, he, he's in a position where it is, there is no room for error. And he needs to really go beyond that. He what, are, what are the states? What are the absolute firewall states that we're going to be seeing first tonight? I mean, that if he loses, like, like we won't know Florida till at least 9 o'clock. Right. I mean, it's going to take a long time. I mean, I, they called it, uh, I mean, it took four days for them to call it last time um, uh, in 2012. God help us all. Um, so oh, God that's, all. It's gonna, you're not going to get any Florida calls, really. I mean, early. that takes a long time. Uh, but I mean, that's the thing. If you get a call of one of those two states early... I mean, it's basically going to be over. They will not make the mistake of 2000 and call that right. thing super early without knowing for sure. Um, so at least you would expect they wouldn't. But um, if it's called early for Trump, that's good. Oh, yeah. If it goes early for Trump, he's in it. Right. But it's not enough for him. But it indicates, No, I know that. But if it's again, called early, it might mean that he has such a groundswell, you know, that the people are showing out, showing up. and show, I mean, right now he is in internal polling behind in florida by two and so if they call it early it means that there was a real groundswell that 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 thing might have been four or five points off right when we get on with blaze coverage tonight we will go into this because uh what you're getting out of early closings on the east coast is not how the election you're not going to get a a sense of hey this it's it's over you're gonna get a sense of what the environment is the environment tends to set up basically the same way around the country. If Donald Trump is going to win this, he's going to be activating a lot of voters that aren't showing up in polling for some reason. Right. Um, if that happens, you'll see it right away in these states. Uh, what should we look for in exit polls today early? Because well, remember, by 4 o'clock last, in 2012, now we didn't say this, but by 4 o'clock in the afternoon in 2012, we, know, we knew who was going to win. Pretty sure. We didn't want to believe it. But we were pretty sure because of the exit polling. Some exit polls leaked. However, exit polls leaked for Kerry in 2004, which showed him winning. So, I mean, exit polls... No, we didn't... It wasn't the leaked stuff that we saw. It was... We saw internal stuff. Remember? We were were tipped off. Yes. And we were like, what? But we didn't believe it. Right, right, right. But, I mean, you know, what I'm saying is those exit polls that were leaked were legitimate. They're just wrong. Exit polling is difficult to do. You're, You're polling before, you know, polls are even closed... There's a lot of, uh, you know, messiness when it comes to that stuff. It's, of course, I'm going to sit here and obsess about it all day, uh, obviously. I can sit here and, and then stare at every one of them. But you have to take all of that with a big grain of salt. Um, so, I mean, I, I think if you see early on indications that Trump is doing a good job bringing out um, uh, white voters from, the, from uh, outside 
of the normal sort of Republican base. Voters who are, you know, blue-collar Democrats. Yeah, there's a, yeah. you know, the one, there's one... I think in, you'll see that in Ohio. In Michigan, there's one county where everyone points to, which is the Reagan Democrat county. Macomb, I guess, I think it is. And they always say it's the Reagan Democrat. Every analyst says the same thing. That's the Reagan Democrat county. If you see that coming out and that's swinging towards uh, Trump heavily, you'll get an indication that he's actually activating those voters. And if he does that, he has a chance to win. Again, this early voting data just says if there are Republicans or Democrats that have come out, not if they're winning the vote. If every Democrat came out and voted for Trump, it would look the same way. So they're assuming that all the Democrats are coming out and voting for Clinton. Maybe they won't. Hold on just a second. I have Blake in Missouri who who's just voted. He wants to tell us his vote. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah, Glenn, I know you guys are focusing on the election between Clinton and Trump, and that's all important, I guess. But I think we really need to talk about what happened yesterday on the Pat and Stu show when oh, I had the honorable too. pleasure of partaking <laughs> in the too. vote to put Hillary Clinton in the douche hall of fame. Thank wow. you. That's Thank incredibly you. Oh, you did vote for Hillary Clinton. I, I want all your friends to know that. Thank you. I talk, absolutely talk, talk did vote for yeah. Hillary Clinton. And she made it. She made it into the douche hall of fame. To her credit, she what? A surprisingly low 98%. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was disappointed. I was hoping for that 100, percent but yeah. just didn't our happen. models all showed 99.2 percent, and it just didn't Blake, happen. Blake, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll see you tonight on the uh, on the uh, election coverage only on the Blaze TV and Blaze.com/slash/tv. We'll see you then. Now, this major bank is being criminally charged with identity theft for creating an estimated two million unauthorized accounts being used uh, using customer data. This is amazing. These banks are out of control. No matter where you bank, make sure you keep a close watch on your personal and financial data, especially as things become more and more dicey. If you're a LifeLock member, you become a victim of identity theft, their U.S.-based team will work to resolve your case. Free credit monitoring will only detect the credit problems, but LifeLock detects them and then fixes the identity problem. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft and, and monitor all transactions, but with LifeLock, you have the best protection. Memberships start at $9.99 a month, plus the sales tax. All you have to do is go to LifeLock.com uh, or call 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK. You get 10% off your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. It's 800-440-4936. Visit LifeLock.com, 800-440-4936. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu's final board for the Electoral College uh, is being put together right now. Yes. And it is final 308 for Hillary Clinton and for Donald Trump. Why do you want Hillary to win? Why? Why do you want Hillary to win? Why? I knew it. I knew it. I knew you wanted Hillary to win. 200, Why? 230. Hillary. 308-230. Win. Why? Florida, I am oh, really hard. hedging on, but it doesn't make a difference in the outcome. I, I had Florida on one column. I just moved it over it's right just, before we came back. It's just a matter of, is it it's still bigger win? Yeah, right. 230, uh, 278. Right. It uh, wouldn't make a difference. Really, it won't make a difference. But, 
We'll see tonight. It, we'll see. I mean, I, wouldn't be blowout. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a blowout or if it was razor thin sharp. Either way, get out and vote. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.